Welcome back to Cones and Doe Show with your host, me, Cones, and my co-host, Doe. What up? What up? Um, needless to say, it's a very sad day today. I mean, if you, you were listening to us presently, you'd know why. It was all over the news that a real great has passed on from us. He's someone who's inspired many. He's appeared in many different guises, and, you know, he was a hero to a lot of us, and I know he inspired a lot of other celebrities, and a man who transcended genres and really bring a new art to different levels and has respected the world over but unfortunately David Spade has lost his battle for visiting rights with his children today poor David poor David Welcome back. It's another one. Another one. Another one. Must be over a dozen now, cuz. Yeah, I think it's more than a dozen cuz. We want to get it to a baker's 13 teen. And yeah, that kind of does suck as well as um, Spadey losing visitation rights that um, there's a new Starman chilling up in the sky. There is a new Starman chilling up in the sky? Yeah. I'm sure he'd be pretty stoked there. At what, dying? <laughs> if he's flying around space. Oh, okay, yeah. Living in the sky. Rotting in the ground. <laughs> That's another alternative, unfortunately. So. Um, that, that was a B-side, I think, that song. He could have come back as like a hive of bees or something. <clears throat> it could be pretty epic just experiencing shit as a hive of bees instead of one human. The Bowie bee flock. Yeah. That would be a hectic problem to have, huh? Because a human is kind of this crazy bacteria colony of crazy nonsense anyway. We're like this microcosm that's got more cells and bacteria cells and shit than there are stars in the universe or some shit, so... Well, if you were a struggling sort of musician on a peyote trip, I imagine that a swarm of bees kind of con- converging in the sky as Bowie's face and giving you art- advice on how to be an artist. <laughs> something that might be within the, the realms of possibility. Just buzzing a little bit flat but still sounding pretty uh, good. <laughs> it's just because some of the bees are a little bit out of... I think, they look like, yeah, the sea chairs, the sea stand and stuff. The bees that weren't quite good enough, they just didn't have it. Didn't have their stripes, so to say. No, but yeah, peace, Bowie. Peace, Bowie. I remember um, him waving his dick in all those kids' faces and stuff in um, Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it wasn't kids, it was just short people in, in <laughs> outfits or whatever. But you yeah. know how, like, all the characters were at, like, crotch height of David Bowie, so it was always, like, David Bowie's penis and yeah. Hoggle, that little dude, and... What do you think Charlie Jennifer did? Connelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think fucking, um... What's-his-name got up to in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when everyone went home and they went on tour? Is it legal to fucking Oompa Loompa? I don't really know, but uh, Bowie did say... They might be that colour because they're getting too many um, Wonka hormones anally. <laughs> Give me some more. I want the most hormones. And Gene Wilder, they're like, you're going to get the hormones and stuff. But, uh, that's, I that's, found the secret to hypercolour semen. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's sort of disgusting, but I was, <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking that Bowie said something today, yeah. We, we talked earlier about his sexuality. Was he gay or was he straight or not? And, uh, you know, it's sort of much of a much less. So ex- the boomer excuse you parodied sort of. It was the 60s and stuff. That yeah. is sort of... There's a bit of truth to that, but he described himself as being a closet heterosexual, right? And well, back just, then, they well, were doing that when they're, like, 20 or 30, hmm. whereas, like, the kids just keep doing it younger and younger. So our generation were, like, sucking each other's dicks well, when they were, like, well, six-year-olds. Well, that's year olds. But closet heterosexual, it's a really good term because I finally have something to 
you know, just try and get my wife to understand why she's always finding those guys in the garage with me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I've been trying You're to... like, I'm from another time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a closet, like, baby, baby, I'm a head... You're my wife. I didn't get it out of the way in primary school like yeah. my friends. I'm just, yeah. I'm more a David Bowie type, you I'm know? I'm just like, you're my wife. Look, Trent is going to be leaving soon anyway, so... Dancing in the Can streets. you go make him some cookies and stuff and <laughs> stop being so judgmental? So, I'm a closet heterosexual. <laughs> baby. So, that's good. He really trailed... Blazed new trails, I think, in that way. No, there's, there's a certain sense of freedom in that. Um, but were you sort of implying that... Oh, who, who was saying the closet heterosexual thing? Both like, did. Both are. So it's sort of like, oh, I tested it out, but I'm not really yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Most people now are just, like, too disgusted by their own bad thoughts to even consider mm. half of that shit, you know? Yeah. I'm no. not really into it, but, you know? He was just like a bug on an American college campus. campus. <laughs> Buy until graduation. Which I, I hear is a thing, but... Um, either way, good, good luck to all these sexually liberated people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he made some bloody good songs, I'll tell you that. Oh, dude, epic, yeah. Major Tom and all that shit. Yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, no, nah, I rocked a few of his songs on on the old Rocksmith. Yeah. I'm trying to slay a few of those chords and stuff. It's pretty um, pretty fun. They're pretty simple, so if you're just getting into it. Yeah, I heard Hero. Go by Rocksmith or some shit, and it's sort of like you're playing Guitar Hero, but with a guitar. With a real guitar, it's cool, yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's not bad. If you can get it to work. I had friends that bought it on Xbox and shit, and the lag was just too much. It was just like, yeah. you got to, like, plug one thing into your stereo, plug something else into the Xbox. It was, it sounded like a fucking bitch, so... Too many jacks, too many electronics. You can get it on computer. That's probably the way to go. Um, yeah. Fucking shred. <laughs> shred the fuck out just of shred. it. shred. Just do what you want. Just <laughs> fucking don't quit bothering me, everyone. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, I was at this camp when I was about 10 years old mm. in year five in primary school, and I just changed schools when I was about that age, so it was like a whole new bunch of people, bar there was maybe a handful that came from the school I went uh-huh. to go to this other class in, you know, another school a few suburbs away, sure. and uh, so it was the first camp as a year after I'd moved to this school so it was Mm -hmm. sort of like I was meeting like the extended year group for the first time Mm -hmm. um and I met one of my (laughs) friends uh that's like a good friend of mine to this day at the camp there and the very first thing I remember seeing this guy was Paul right Mm. and the first time I met him I was walking along outside the dorms and that at this um Lake Keep It sure and out of nowhere, this little chubby kid runs up and pulls my pants down, like double dacks me in front of like a bunch of people <laughs> at this camp, and like runs away, like you know, probably doing like wiggle fingers or some shit. Sure. Like, ah! And then I'm like, oh my god! And then like an, a couple of months later, the guy's in my class, and then he's like my best friend, <laughs> and like he's been my friend for like you know 20 years now. It's pretty fun. That's pretty crazy. Well, probably more than 20 years, but. Fuck, I didn't know that story. That's pretty fucked up. And at that same camp, like, on the first night that we got there, we had this, like, oh, everyone has to go into the hall and sit down and have this meeting and talk to the camp people and they discuss what's acceptable and shit, right? (laughs) Okay, yeah. And um, right when they were going through all this stuff about, like, oh, what you can do at night and what, you know, what the rules are and shit, they're like, oh, and 
don't make any noise at night, don't know, we're going to be keeping our ear out and know, like listening for noises. Sure. And right when they were talking about how they're going to be listening at night for all these noises and shit, I accidentally, like, I needed to rip this part so bad. <laughs> and it was totally accidental. But right in that moment when they're talking about n- noises at night and shit, sure. I ripped the filthiest, loudest fart. Sure. And um, all these, like, students, like, I was up towards the back of the room. They all turned around and, like, are staring at me. And I tried to pull this sneaky trick where I turned around as well. Oh, I was And I went to turn around and there was no, no more rows of kids behind me. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I like turned back around. Like, oh, I just hung Everyone, my head in between my knees. Like, Everyone oh, 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 like smelling my own fart in disappointment. It was pretty awesome. So everyone looking at you, sort of. Or? Yeah, yeah. I was sort of pissing myself, laughing yeah. as well. And then I recount. Like, I remember speaking to a friend of mine that I ended up catching up with. We worked at McDonald's together a few years later, sure. and we were never really close friends at that primary mm. school. And when I spoke to him at mcdonald's he was telling me how fucking hilarious it was like and like oh they thought i did it on purpose and i was just such a funny kind of shit and it was just it was the most embarrassing shit ever but it was so fucking hilarious fuck that's pretty funny yeah yeah i think i heard a similar story actually that's how rob schneider got his career he was actually working in a car wash robbing like washing out of a sandless car and he's like this guy's hilarious and rob schneider's just like i'm not trying to be funny man <laughs> just got hired just that was it really no <laughs> it just sounded similar to that but uh <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> fuck yeah you're definitely the Rob Schneider of that but yeah fuck one yeah <laughs> sometimes it's good to clown around a bit I remember drinking a little vial of uh, hydrochloric acid to prove that it was water on a bet didn't work out so well just a little sip though and shit well that tastes like it was pretty gross and the teacher threatened to not let me go to Wonderland <laughs> as punishment and stuff but obviously she wouldn't really want to tell my parents about it because why was I unsupervised at that time <laughs> I got to go to Wonderland Wonderland was sick yeah uh, for those who don't know it's uh, the local uh, Disney World if you know it was sold off to a Malaysian company and then d- disassembled piece by piece shipped to Malaysia and the land is now occupied by a giant business park <laughs> and part of Wet n Wild are they trying to bring it back? No, they built. Um, it's a business park, and Wet and Wild is out there, there, which is massive as well too. But seems like a pretty good place to get chlamydia too. <laughs> um, <coughs> we got the drop. just from the water. Yeah, just from the water. God knows the food. They don't even let you bring bottled water in there. They check your bags and stuff, and then so they can charge you like six dollars for a bottle of water. Oh. Like all these people getting so dehydrated, like on summer's day. Like, no, you can't <laughs> drink the water can't drink any water I advise you not to touch any water in this water park uh, it's for people that don't have a beach within an hour of them I guess it's some privatised scumbag shit yeah still they're raking it in though I guess <laughs> the amount of oil that comes out in your urine when you eat cannabis infused coconut oil mm. makes me think I should be drinking my own piss <laughs> it makes you think it or how much how much does it make you feel? I don't know. It just sort of like foams up in the toilet, looks all soapy and stuff, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if I could get a second run out of this. I know that. Whenever I see a soapy sort of liquid in a toilet bowl, it sort of makes me a bit hungry. <laughs> but I take, your, I take your point. It's sort of like Kanye's whole thing about my one regret in life is that I can't see myself performing. Um, so you'll probably end up drinking a bit of that piss if you keep thinking of it like that, I reckon. Because psilocybin from, um, from psychedelic mushrooms passes through as well, so... <laughs> If you wanted to get really fucked up, you drink your first piss after you take mushrooms and you keep getting fucked up. Oh, 
I don't know, that's pretty deep. It's a bit Kevin Costner Waterworld shit for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least fucking use it as something not quite so hectic. Maybe just use that piss as Billy water, bong water. Yeah, yeah, they could just, you know, just take the edge off a little. Yeah. I was thinking as well, it's um. It's called a yellow snow cone, I believe. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was thinking it's kind of cool how far we've come in Australia. Because um, before that movie Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, came out, you couldn't even be gay here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's only going to be a few years until it's compulsory to be gay, the way things are going. <laughs> Julia Gillard tried to put it in, but she got she got turfed out for it. Tried to put it in you personally. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> tried to instate the um the old dick in the butt the mandatory gay laws yeah mandatory gay lords is a very bad policy but that's, that's where we <laughs> <laughs> was it really illegal it was illegal to be gay before Priscilla yeah yeah <laughs> man what a drag <laughs> damn son they should make me a screenwriter for that movie or any sort of Australian movie but I'm not a Jewish lesbian so I don't think I'm going to get that job um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most Australian movies aren't great when you think about it either but I can't say what have I enjoyed that's recently good I don't want to dwell on it because it's too hard to actually think of it yeah I don't know I'm not going to clutch at straws yeah neither will I <laughs> so instead can I move on can I th- throw a hypothetical at you okay let's imagine that through some trolling around on the net and everything you find and you alone incontrovertible incontro- proof that 9-11 was an inside job, right? You've got it. <laughs> you hide it somewhere safe where there's a fail-safe. So if anything happens to you, it's going to get released, right? So the fucking Lizard Illuminati or whoever, whatever, send their top ambassador to see you and write, like, okay, you sort of got to snook it and shit, right? <laughs> and we're not going to bribe you and punish you and shit because, you know, you're going to get fucking... You know, you, this will get released otherwise or everything. But please, I'm begging you. I know you don't agree with us as the Illuminati and everything, but if you release this... This proof, by the way, shows exactly who's involved, how it was done. It it could be broadcast in a 10-minute YouTube video and have the whole world in shock, right? There's implication with other countries, so it's serious. And they say, please, for the good of global stability and order, there'll be chaos if you unleash this kind of distrust in our political system. I'm begging you, don't. Please don't play this proof that 9-11 was an inside job and just keep it to yourself. (laughs) What would you do? Hmm... Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. Sit, I'd probably... Sit down and have a cigarette. I'm not the type of person that could probably... Like, I could deal with the burden in a way, but it's easier to not deal with the burden. So I'd say I'd eventually just tell someone and it'd just fall apart. So. And I'm not so... um. <laughs> like, if they did, if someone came to you and they're like, we are the people and da 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 mm. I'd find it hard to not just take that as another level of... You know how it's like... <laughs> yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. There's a certain aspect of it where it's like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of banker fucks that control a heap of money. Yeah, there's people who have all these vested interests that they don't tell you about. Mm. Yeah, corporate interests run the political world. Mm. Like, there's all this shit that, like, yes, that is how it works. But basically, people are pretty good in general, like, for their own people. Yeah, for your own, their own people and everything. But so, so, at the end of the day, I feel like when those scare videos happen, or even if you, like, you know, there's a 
couple of killings and it's like, oh, look what we can do. Yeah. I always think it is just this small group of people trying mm. to have this kind of fear factor. Yeah, well... Because at the end of the day, it's like there's so many more just normal, nice people in I the know, fucking like, world. You'd think that these fucking people could afford more than, like, three different crisis actors <laughs> to show up and pretend to be grieving parents. My son! My son! It's like, bitch, I just thought you had Sandy Hook. So, anyway, you think that fucking, you know, you think that, that acting budget would be a bit... The talent pool might be a bit broader. No, I just think it's cool that um maybe the mentality of being a good person positive and just trying to like even okay. if there is no, some such shit you're just like oh you talk to that with your friends and that positive like oh we're not going to take that shit if we see it kind of mentality keeps growing and growing so and growing yeah it eventually will be this little cabal of people that don't have cabal, the con- yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't have the control that they sure. that they want and it's like they never did in a way it's so just like would- they're projecting that fear to keep everyone in control like we are like they probably love those fucking Illuminati videos where it's oh, like they, they, totally they think they control like, Hollywood like, like all this fucking they shit they think behind it all tell, tell Taylor like, tell Taylor there probably is a few sus things going on but it's like okay yeah. but specifically so that question for the purpose of that you would want the truth to sort of get out and everything like yeah, that yeah I probably couldn't take the burden well what personally. if they said okay you're free to do that but once it's gone you have no more leverage over us we don't give a shit about you your name's gonna be we're gonna print in all the media as our last outgoing thing as everyone's busting us that you're like a fucking kid and raping pedophile and shit <laughs> like you won't go down in history you can release it and you can have the moral thought that you release the truth but your name will be mud throughout history what would you do then they'll never know what a hero of truth you were they'll be like oh do that fucking child molesting in the, in the way I'm feeling right now I'm just like fucking public enemy I'm just like fight the power yeah I'm just like fuck it like I'll just put it out there and then if they're gonna do some Michael Jackson fake kitty raping stories in the tabloids and so that's what happened to him but I, don't, I don't know like some style Michael Jackson style allegedly thing you know like whatever it is but um that's pro- that's what it would end up like yeah. if if that didn't happen per se yeah. then I can imagine it looking like that it's like something that's never quite been proven but everyone just assumes like you would get tainted but Still got your core fans. So you're telling... Okay. I like I'd, I'd, I'd risk it. I'd risk it. Thank but you. at the same time, it sucks because, yeah, you know how you know how far-reaching that shit can be when it wants to be. Yeah. Like well, Gary Webb well, you know, committing no. suicide by two bullets to his own face. Like, no, it's good. Yeah, I, like, I just, maybe he twitched afterwards. Like, bang! <laughs> I just There's been to, a few of those. I wanted to show our listeners what kind of man integrity Doe was, and I want them to sort of remember this, even when they're convinced that all that persona was a lie, and they're like, Doe, that fucking horse-raping fucking cunt, yeah. spitting, spitting on your grave. It's all love, though, baby. Yeah, you know? yeah I just want love. them to know right now, even Bob if, Marley had the fucking even idea. Even if they hate you. Even, Even if you don't you. like his music, at least he was just full-on spreading fucking positivity. Like, oh, it's going to be all right. Just so fucking sweet, getting people high and just loving each other at concerts, trying to fucking stuff. Well, that's what Miley Cyrus is doing, right? Yeah, I guess so, but... Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're just on Molly instead of weed, eh? Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same. It's know. the same at, at the party, but then the come down for the week yeah. afterwards isn't really like Marley's yeah. fucking week long. Just, yeah, we're always fucking. It's no. like, ah, oh, we fuck crazy today, but then I ain't fucking you for five days. I mean, Miley Cyrus is that little bin in the bathroom next to the toilet. <laughs> that during the week. Speaking play. of celebrities as well, mm. um, <clears throat> my new bong is so long <laughs> yeah. that uh, I call it Kurt Cobain. Yeah, why's that? Like when you hit it, 
It's sort of like you have to do the um, you have to do his death pose to punch a cunt. It's pretty hard. Are you, you going to illustrate this to me? All right. Oh no, you don't. We don't have to illustrate anything. Yeah. All right. Let me have a look. that black thing there. Yeah. Oh, this little bad boy here. Cool. All right. Yeah, but that's. I thought it was kind of funny. It's like it's a uh, my bonk's all long. I call him Coke Cobain. It's almost like a a lyric as well, but. Oh. It's no bullshit. It's like, got that long bong, son. You need bong to fucking put the gun in your mouth when you punch him, basically. So. Oh, fuck. My dad did it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I started doing the Kurt pose. Fuck, man. It was pretty junked up. But, uh, maybe just he smoked too much weed and weed made him kill himself. But anyway, um, on that note of that, that black humor kind of thing, uh, but, uh, my dad, uh, I remember we were in the kitchen. And I think my dad was getting something off a top shelf in, like, the pantry. And it's sort of, like, its own little room behind the door you close or whatever. And he had to get a chair in to go up and look for it. Top shelf. And I'm out there with my mum or whatever, right? And it's just at the night. And he's fussing around, like, in there. And my mum walks by and I'm watching him do it. And you can just sort of see... You can't see the top of him because he's just, like, looking for stuff. And she hasn't gone into the room. So she's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, Daddy, up there? And he's like, hanging myself. Like, just, <laughs> as, a, just as a joke, straight up. <laughs> I was quite young and I'm like, fuck, that's a pretty good joke. That's a good way to get a laugh. Mom's like, oh, stop it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, that is fucking classic. Yeah. That's like... He wants a... Uh, that's like dad joke to the nth degree. I know. I, I have to give him credit, I guess, while we're on it is when... I don't think I said this in the podcast. When we lived in Melbourne, I was really young, so I wasn't there. But it was like a, a fancy dress party. And it was like, you know, a nice sort of like middle class suburban you know area of melbourne and everything and my mum showed up and there are other people in little outfits and stuff and everyone's like where where's dave and everything and after a while someone's like what's that what's that outside the window and uh my dad was there dressed in a big white sheet with a kind of two plywood crosses on each other <laughs> like puts the cross in the lawn covers it with some like accelerant and sets it on fire then just stands there with his arms closed like this just burning across in the, the clown robe on the front line that's a bit hokey that's pretty cool i'm <laughs> like did you really do that my mum's like yeah fuck far out <laughs> The props dad oh did you know the um the real reason lena dunham's body shape is like that is because her head is up her ass (laughs) 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 that was almost like potato you got that sweet ass i'm pretty sure she's trying to get herself pregnant as well really yeah herself herself yeah just trying to get herself pregnant yeah not even with someone else. No, that accounts for the bulge. <laughs> it's twins. By um, the way, her show's finishing, so that's a good thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. I keep seeing her dancing on those promos. Which promos? Oh, for girls on Foxtel. Oh, fuck man. Fuck man. <laughs> um, she looks like she's... Um, uh, let's, I'm not going to rip her too hard. I already did my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luna. Good luck to the girl. Good luck yeah. to the girl. <laughs> she's, I think she's a really humble, like, down-to-earth person. Um, but uh, there's a pretty bad new TV show on Channel 9 here. It's the first new sit- Australian sitcom, I believe, made by the main networks in, like, ages and ages. It's, you know, it's just not really done here. And it's called Meet the Habibs, and it's, like, about this sort of Arab family from the western <laughs> suburbs who win $25 million and move to this super posh kind of, like, white Anglo suburb and, like, ride jet skis in the pool and stuff. And I'm like, ah. At least make it offensive if you're going to make that show. There goes the neighborhood. I'm pretty sure they had that line in there. But oh, my God. One of the God. guys saying it about, like, the other guy. Oh, there goes the neighborhood, mate. It's pretty cool. Got the Arabs coming in. But if they doubled down and made them full-on kind of hardcore, like, you know, Sharia Muslims, then it would be funny. But 
and they're not <laughs> they're not the chick's got a the chick has her hair showing for Christ's sake <laughs> Kenan's a fucking uh Kenan's an Islamist purist <laughs> Islamic Look, purist I'm, I'm an Islamophile <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you win that head scarf that's the new drag song like you go to the um the beach and you're like damn baby cover up but in a sexy way you know I want to see you with more clothes on. <laughs> yeah, Drake song. I want to see you in a headscarf. <laughs> Could you put on your sweatpants, baby? <laughs> I can't see your cellulite <laughs> when you're wearing a full-on ninja outfit. <laughs> you know when that called a prayer, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> um, but Drake's Jewish, so... I don't know what's going on there. It's kind of weird how um, Chopsticks sounds Australian and Tongs sounds Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of cross-cultural fucking shit went on there? It's fucking moronic. It's a mix-up with Marco Polo's luggage, I think. It's quite quite an old one, but... um, I've read some travel advice, and they say for... uh, what is it people in when you're at a meal how to avoid offending people in China and apparently don't ever leave your chopsticks in the bowl pointing up because it uh, supposedly they use funeral incense sticks at funerals and shit and by having your chopsticks pointed up out of your bowl it's implying you wish death upon your host <laughs> and I'm like well I can sort of get the offensive shit but when someone puts their elbows on my table I don't think it necessarily means they want to diddle my dog but uh, settle down guys fuck did you tell me that other one about leaving the flower on someone's desk was that you? No, what's the flower thing? I can't remember which country it is, so it'll be racist if I guess. No, but it's but not racist if you... Like, I think it was Japan. Sure. And it's like when someone's... When someone at school dies, mm-hmm. they leave, a f- like, a flower on their desk, like, you know, after they die kind of thing. Yeah. So then if you put a flower on someone's desk and they're still alive and then they come and there's a flower on their desk, it's like wishing they were dead. Okay. That sounds like a Korean horror. So you like though. leave a flower on someone's desk, and instead of it being like this nice thing, it's actually someone like trying to fuck with you so bad. Like, I yeah. wish you were fucking dead. <laughs> like, oh fuck, and it's just a flower on your desk. Fuck, that's totally true. It's a pretty cool cultural little. But those gestures, we have gestures like that, can that can get misinterpreted here, right? Like, you know, you offer a present to say, a guy might offer it to his girlfriend as an apology or whatever. But when she gets the gym membership card, she gets heaps upset about it. So, <laughs> so it's contextual within kind of cultures. I think it is. It's very easy to be offensive with these things. I think. But yeah, you can buy them body shop deodorant and soap and shit, but you can't just go to Caltex and buy some deodorant and soap and shit. Well, the guy that works at Caltex can't find the deodorant. So. <laughs> Zing on the staff at Caltex there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But the, that's. So you leave a flower on their desk, and it can mean that you wish death <clears throat> upon them. Did you have any of those fucking little kind of urban rumours when you were kids and shit that really sort of freaked you out and everything? You know how people used to play Bloody Mary and shit like that? Um, the fucking gutter thing sussed me out a bit after the Stephen King thing with the clown, Pennywise hiding in the gutters and stuff. I didn't mind that so much. Um, I don't know, just... I had an overactive imagination for a while. Like, when I'd be at home alone for the first few times and stuff, I'd be like, oh, like, latching the door and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes walking home from school you'd get sus when someone's just walking the same distance behind you for a while and shit like that but I'd never had like a specific type phobia thing when their fingers are in your mouth you start to get real sus (laughs) Um, but but I mean it's sort of those urban cultural legends or spook stories that get like that's old man Willica's house and shit you know yeah that might have been old man I'm trying to think of one no I just had more like late 80s and mid 90s I got not attacked but a couple of pit bulls like a pit bull jumped the fence at my grandma's house and like ran through the actual house and out the front door and shit and it was just like ah that was a bit hardcore and some in Castle Crag some other time some pit bull chased this little chihuahua out of a house and then ran across the road just barked at us from like two feet away and then jumped a fence and ran away like ah yeah so I was probably like a bit scared of dogs for a while but Nothing, nothing really major. Yeah, it was some fucking clowns in the sewers that I used to have. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really have an overactive imagination. It was just the clowns in the sewers. And I had to leave Alien 3 when I was like 11. Yeah? Yeah. That's shameful. Mm-hmm. I was like a massive Aliens fan, like, because the second one's And so you were like, like, yeah, yeah, like all this yeah. James Cameron action and yeah. shit, even though it's kind of scary. And the third, one, the third one's like, just straight suspense, though. Yeah, and you're like, I can't believe what they did with this franchise, and you stormed out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I was holding my dad's hand, and my hand was sweating, and he's like, are you all right? <laughs> and then this guy gets... How old were you, do you reckon? 11, maybe, yeah, well, yeah, maybe 10. Would be pretty and for he got girl, snatched but. up the... Um, the air vent in yeah. this scene right and it turns out that was like this at, you know like there was scary bits in it and stuff but as far as suspense and like out of nowhere that was like probably the scariest bit of the movie in yeah. terms of jump scare kind of thing and I left like and then the rest of it wasn't that bad well it's weird because um, it's on, along that same vein one that I really had the willies about for a while was fucking Event Horizon yeah, it's just sick, it's yeah. that weird sort of space horror hell combination <laughs> it just really unsettled me for some reason like, I'll watch that again that yeah. one's fucking dope like guys getting turned inside out by black holes and yeah. stuff I don't digging know. his own eyes I didn't like that that shit sounded ungodly to me so that makes sense though because I've been delving into all that sort of area mentally about consciousness and what space would happen hell, yeah. what would happen if you tried to really make a warp drive and gravity drive and all this shit and what happens when you bend space time and you end up getting into this weird area that crosses over with religion sort of like when you fuck around with string theory you fuck around with these things that start to become unprovable like when you believe in god or whatever yeah um so going back and watching Event Horizon now, it'd probably feel even more like scientifically plausible and shit. Yeah, because it's like they've got this gravity drive that bends time, but like for some reason they just <laughs> go into this fucking crazy hell world. And yeah, come that back. sort of shit used to kind of. <laughs> yeah, like at the it's end, it's way of, more legit than we even thought. Back there was then. a cutscene at the end of Doom, which was sort of like that, the first game, and it was like, oh, back on Earth, and shows this nice peaceful city, and then shows like <laughs> ah, the little kind of from the side like the alien doom rabbit coming in from earth and shit like through this like space portal I was like that's fucked that's sus man but uh I got through through the younger years I guess without that happening to me so it's a testament to hope as far as I'm concerned I used to love those sort of action movies and stuff though so I guess that probably hardened me to a lot of that sort of stuff like watching Total Recall at the movies when I was probably seven I remember my dad (laughs) took us to the movies right and we're like yeah yeah going to watch um whatever sort yeah. of thing that wasn't planned and my my dad's good friend from an insurance company that ended up in jail down the track with that with some of those scandals that went down yeah yeah um my dad's like oh what do you guys want to see and it's like my dad who's probably in his 30s my brother at probably about 
nine yep. and me at about six or maybe yep. ten and seven or something. Like, what do you want to see? And then <laughs> my dad's mate's like, Total Recall. Yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> and then my dad just buys like two adults, two children <laughs> to this R-rated fucking, <laughs> or AO, it might have been yeah. back then. You're like a six or eight. Yeah, we go oh, watch man. this shit and it's like three titties and just fucking Paul Verhoeven style yeah. gore with like, you know, even in that first fight scene, like fight scene when he figures out he's a secret agent and he kills all his friends it's just so bloody and shit yeah, but it's it like to be a kid it's directed it. so nicely though as well yeah. just like oh and I already loved Arnie I think by then probably just seeing him all over movies and yeah. billboards and all this shit and I was just like yeah this is the shit Fuck. so it's just so weird that I could deal with like Total Recall as a 7 year old couldn't handle Alien 3 as an 11 year old just primarily because of the like thriller suspense yeah. aspect of it no I think yeah but well, Predator why, was the shit though that's why they give you guidelines for stuff I suppose huh? you know the pussy on. jokes and shit in um, Predator yeah it was as big as a house house yeah it's hard to tell what sort of impression. I didn't it was the echo <laughs> it's hard to tell <laughs> I had a, um, a Predator joke that I, I wrote hmm. for the movie now 40 years later or whatever it is that they could use as um, a fourth or third joke for that dude that wrote the Iron Man 3 script I forget his name um, you know the guy that tells all the pussy jokes in Predator well here's my version or my meta version or whatever sure so uh my girlfriend has a pussy like the Predator I go down on her and it's like uh anytime anytime <laughs> I guess if you've seen the movie though <laughs> don't by the way this is a radio show but you're totally going yeah. down like a little mandible yeah I was doing my mandibles it makes it funnier <laughs> so the joke is that the woman has a cavernous vagina presumably because of loose sexual exploits <laughs> and it's an echo what you say until it becomes an echo no my, my joke's all over the place it's just some meta mangled mess of garbage because I'm doing wait are you talking about her pussy because I'm doing a, a predator pussy joke so it's yeah. like because there's pussy jokes that that guy does in predator it's like I'm doing a joke like him but it's about the predator and it's about her pussy being the predator kind of thing yeah. it's all over the place maybe her pussy was a real predator of the movie fuck I hope my audience smokes crack fuck that why but well in a way it is true because men the predator is there to represent femininity for men because <laughs> men are scared of it and engagement and intimacy so that's why it scares us did as men did you just call the predator a seven foot pussy essentially no it's just <laughs> it's not even that it's meant to represent fear of the feminine and sort of uh, everything edible complex or something like that that is where we live now yep inside a giant pussy <laughs> well you knew Australia was a progressive country when um, a female prime minister was elected or got snuck in and no one tried to kill her <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go Australia <laughs> that was good but yeah it seemed like it would be more badass back when it was only white men in charge I mean people like Obama's gonna get killed I hope he makes his vice president Mexican <laughs> and all that sort of shit but he's been, he's been sweet just chilling the only people that have a go at him are like these fucking idiots like climbing the fence like look mom I'm at the White House we done good white people we done good well you know you didn't kill him that is pretty much where I stole that joke yeah. from well I can't speak oh. for white people unfortunately it was a rework fuck you kind of called me on it 
like Carlos Mencia up in this bitch. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't saying you were stealing the joke. I, I was just uh, interrogating it, I suppose. <laughs> Try to find out what was, funny, what was funny or not funny about it. Well, what is stealing, really? I don't know. Can you shoplift the booty? I heard you could in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Fuck. You know that. You know that saying. Fucking as well. Freedom's freedom's nothing more than what is it? Freedom means nothing more than ain't got nothing left to lose. <laughs> oh fuck! I mangled that. Get that out. Of freedom it. isn't free. Fuck. Oh, no, fuck <laughs> it. Okay. Cause I have to fucking pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I try pretty hard not to kill anything. Except for mosquitoes. Yeah, why's that? Because they're rapists. Wait, how so? Flying dirty needles. <laughs> Get that shit away from me, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never really thought of that. Fuck, imagine if you're a parent and your kids, you're at the beach and you think you're just having a happy, carefree time away from the office and shit, and then you have the thought, these little mosquitoes actually just these giant hypodermic needles like, would you let your child play around all these fucking needles do you want to go into the jungle do you no you're worried about that one person that fucking leaves the syringe on the seat in the cinema yeah Jesus they're attacking your face with malaria motherfucker what are we doing that's a good point we should just uh genetically exterminate them I think is that supposedly <laughs> is that feasible <laughs> I wonder where they actually fit into the fucking food chain. Maybe they're there well, to actually poison other animals and shit. Yeah. It's like they're just these dirty little fucking insect rapers that just go around and it's like, oh, they've got enough disease that they'll just keep enough of these bigger animals in line. Yeah, well, fuck. We got rid of all the dodos and they What's their point? What's their fucking point? At least spiders, you can argue, they're eating these little insects and ants are like doing some shit they're like aerating the dirt for you or something or like well I mean that's not like hasn't happened before and not to have shitty animals as well like what the, the fuck like, the mosquitoes yeah do? but the dodo disappeared and you know what was that ad- adding at the time and it was just pissing everyone off you know as they used to say <laughs> a dodo never pays its debt and fucking <laughs> you know so people weren't fucking that upset when they just sort of died off you know and it'd be the same with mosquitoes they're like people are like everything's here in the grand chain of nature and everything and you're like well we're doing pretty good without the dodo as well, you know? <laughs> I think I mentioned the story to you um, on one of our earlier episodes about being on acid on a plane trip up to the Gold Coast. Yeah, I remember. And one of the key elements of that story yeah. that I actually forgot was when when it was just sort of starting to get kind of hilarious in the taxi cab when we were um, drunk, going from the pub straight to the airport to the airport pub (laughs) and I was busting for a piss like we went before we left but we'd been drinking so hard that by the time we'd sat in traffic on the way to the airport I was just busting for a piss in the cab fuck mate does this cab have a fucking toilet and then I was starting to get a bit cheeky because I think it was like you know Queensland my shit was coming on a bit (laughs) and and I was just looking, I was talking to the other guy in the back seat about like, oh, fuck, I gotta piss, I gotta fucking piss. And he's like, man, I gotta piss so bad. And I'm like, oh, I could just piss in a bottle, eh? And he's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, I've got a bottle. And he's like, oh, I might try. And then he sort of like held the bottle for a room and was like, oh, I can't do it, can't do it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I'm just going to move my bag here. And I had like my carry-on bag in the back yeah. with me. So I moved it into the middle seat. 
so it was sort of up past my leg height yeah. and extended most of the way to the gap in between the front two seats and then um, I kind of like my mate in the front seat was sort of half turning around and talking to us half the time so he sort of caught on what was going on sure. <laughs> and turns around and turns the music up on the guys on the cab's console like yeah uh, yeah I like this shit uh, <laughs> turns the music up starts doing this shit and I've got this like little blocked off area in the cab sure. and like lean like real low in the seat so that I can get my like you know my my dick above the bottle real good and sort yep. of get this nice angle to like you know urinate in the bottle get underneath the um, pressure of the seatbelt and all that kind of shit yeah. and yeah managed to <laughs> okay. piss in the bottle on the way to the airport and then when we got to the airport like get out sort of tripping and just laughing my ass off pay the fare and shit and then like just chuck this fresh bottle of piss in the um, in the airport terminal bin like yeah oh. saving time talk about pub to pub service that's fucking uh, multitasking and shit do you reckon you could do that in an Uber <laughs> yeah fuck yeah, Support your local yeah. taxis, people. You no, can do mince. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> mince chewing gum, a bottle to piss in. <laughs> pretty friendly. Five-star rating. You so, like sorry to life. our listeners for leaving that part out of the story the first time. That was quite an integral part before I was <laughs> just tripping balls, seeing rainbows out the window on fucking airplanes. Sure. Well, I'm glad our listeners have put together that missing piece of the puzzle, you know? <laughs> another, another plane story while we're on that shit. I fucking... When we were coming, I was coming back from Colorado about a year ago, maybe 11 months ago, and uh, it was the last day it's legal to uh, <laughs> to buy cannabis in Colorado now, as we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. which probably should be all over the world, but that's another story. Um, I just finished all these edibles that I bought for the day like I probably had about 600 milligrams worth of edibles so it's probably about one, two, three, four fire out it's like a fuck ton of chocolate bars it's like basically having 10 chocolate bars or some shit it's retarded yeah and then probably smoked about a quart for the day in joints and bongs and all this shit just like ah, just like wigging out craziest amount of fucking shit probably had and I didn't feel that fucked up. I was like, yeah, this is normal and shit. And then um, <laughs> got on the <laughs> the transfer plane to get back from Colorado to LA before we went LA to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got on the plane, it was like this stormy weather and I just got this kidney pain straight away. And it was like dirty, sharp kidney pain. I've had kidney stones before and it was mm-hmm. sort of this similar thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like wigging out on the plane and started... <laughs> I was so fucking high. I started having this this crazy like meltdown internally about how like oh maybe the kidney pain is actually my brain telling me that this plane is about to get totally fucked sure. and I actually need to get off the plane final destination touch I'm like, oh yeah like maybe I'm supposed to just get off the plane maybe I'm supposed to stay in Colorado and shit and still all this stuff going through my head and every time the fucking flight attendant's like walking down the aisle and shit I'm like like sort of like oh almost gravitating towards them and shit like I should just fucking tell them I'm fucked and get off the plane like oh so close to like getting oh, off the plane and shit to them. and then um sorry sir it, it t- takes off eventually and I like managed to convince myself not to do it 
my mates and his wife are like oh you look fucking pale and dirty and I'm like yeah I'm in so much pain and I'm like sitting on my plane seat with both of my my feet on the seat like holding my legs and stuff like they totally fucked right they probably become this junkie or some shit and then the plane takes off and it seemed like the takeoff shook my kidneys enough that like maybe after the takeoff and a little bit more it's like oh it dissipated quite a lot and went away but I just still felt really dirty and it sort of kind of went away but mm. it was just like the most intense fucked up shit and when we were taking off as well and after even after the plane ride because I was still so fucking smashed probably half till half the trip over the Pacific Ocean yeah um, I was like oh maybe it was more like because I stayed on the plane and that bad shit was going to happen it didn't happen because I wasn't supposed to be on the plane <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah so yeah. then I was like nah I saved all my friends and shit by staying on the plane because if I got off and I had the kidney plane that plane was going to crash like I was so high all of these different fucking scenarios were going through my head which they would have been anyway but then it's coupled with this devasca- devastating kidney pain where it's like I know this is sort of what kidney stones feels like but there's not much difference between between what kidney stones feels like and what kidney failure feels like and yeah. I've just been doing all this sport and blah 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 hmm. I'm like trying to gamble with yourself right. like can you pick if you're going to die or not can you pick it oh you probably can't I know the feeling of being and it was more just because I was so super stimulated as well and all this crock and shit I could yeah. probably extra feel the pain and then I'm rationalising all this shit and like am I going to die no I probably won't Yeah, I'll just like I'll stay on the plane and then oh, I'll probably save the plane then <laughs> I know that feeling on a plane though it just magnifies I've told the story before I went tell it again but being on a plane I know that feeling man. Yeah, just retards it, maybe the, the pressure or something I don't know it, like yeah it's just, well, it's it's just like a focus pain well, it's, a, it's also got to be psychological because you're on yeah. crazy flying metal pre-coffin sort of thing you know? <laughs> um, I mean it's just a crazy thing to sort of do. so that was like one of the best and worst experiences as well well I know it a little bit too because I've been like <laughs> you know a little bit blazed at sort of the airport in Denver and uh, it just so happens I remember reading this as far back as like the early 2000s just some little forums that Denver's new airport took ages to build and has all these crazy underground tunnels everywhere and hmm. the real conspiracy heads online have latched onto it being like a big NWO sort of headquarters. And when you look at it from runner. above the yeah, yeah, yeah. runways it looks look like they're a crazy shape. You know, yeah. Being around so high at the airport and I was sort of doing it because I just got one of those little action cams kind of thing and was filming it we were all pretty blazed and everything and was sort of doing it just pissing the hell out of my friends and stuff but also sort of riling myself up because there's this weird art everywhere and stuff big murals and everything and after a while we got up and you're sort of looking down under these sails and we were like smoking fucking joints outside and coming back and doing this just smoking it right outside so we were blazed at the airport um looking down on the main area where Homeland Security had set up a big line and maybe <laughs> my mates like dude dude that's like the human nugget processing queue and shit you're gonna have to go through there like telling them we're about to get made into nuggets by lizard people and everything <laughs> it's a pretty cool place when you're blazed and also you know that you're not really gonna get that busted for for doing anything and the murals in there as well like they're, they're no joke yeah and the horse at the entrance that's yeah. no joke either yeah like for some reason like Colorado That's Airport right. has the horse of the apocalypse with glowing red eyes and veins bulging out of its fucking crazy dark body I like it yeah it's cool but it's like okay you're on some other fucking shit and then those murals of like the um some super uber Nazi type dude with a scimitar yeah, and a gas, gas mask, mask on stabbing the dove of peace 
while children are like playing around or something it's, it was some trippy fucking murals in there as well so someone could just be having a laugh I mate so. you know like, I, I like the theory but to pass a judgement on it I'd really like to be given a guided tour underground at Denver Airport yeah I, I think there are some fucking trippy cunts out there that do this shit but at the same time I think it is this small group trying to project this massive yeah. fear I'm pretty sure the chick that served me at the American well, I don't think Illuminati is Illuminati I think Illuminati is like a placeholder placeholder term like dark matter little <laughs> 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 those motherfuckers we don't know uh, it's just that thing that we can't explain the real Illuminati when you like clue onto it through YouTube that's yeah YouTube <laughs> shit or symbology or you know Knights Templar and all this kind of stuff all it is is fucking people trying to figure out what consciousness is and some of that Masonic stuff it's quite fucking it's quite deep and everything but it's like they get to a certain level Scientology is quite deep too yeah but they get to a certain level and then they subscribe to like oh it's Lucifer it's the light bringer and all this shit like mm. he brings the knowledge like at some level they still get they still get to this fucking religious barrier and they're like yeah. oh yeah but you still gotta put the hood on and sacrifice the virgin or whatever the fuck it is they're still doing retarded shit and like you can get awesome knowledge out of that stuff and you can transcend it and use the good knowledge from masonic shit and then not subscribe to their luciferian fucking oh just think about yourself praise satan kind of shit because there is some legitimate stuff that comes out of that and you fucking care about yourself and no one else and blah 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 and you can really do a lot of stuff with this focused energy but you know the love the love religion shit is really where it's at because you can focus your energy and then you can connect with so many people with that kind of energy but with the fucking Illuminati type shit it's always some fucking I'm gonna get the power from Satan for myself and I'm gonna do it all I would have thought that the people who actually get sort of powerful and rich and successful and enjoy what they're doing and are engaged aren't probably gonna be making internet sites and videos about yeah but uh, my point is that the real the real power in life comes from connecting with as many people as you can the real power like that you could like you know if you're fucking Jimi Hendrix or you're like the uber rock star on the stage connecting with all those fucking people peeking out of your mind on your own adrenaline as they all stare at you waiting for what the fuck you're gonna do saddam yeah it's just like that's way way better than being the fucking dude owning all the money like has a shitty family and no one likes him in his own family because he's such a piece of shit trying to get all that money and stuff i'd rather be be connecting with people than just winning and just being a fucking loser well, it's weird. I was considering that about, but this position of fucking cele- celebrity, right? And uh, I've discussed it and stuff with you before. There's heaps of things in today's society we can sort of take back and look at old parallels between old timeies and you know the stuff like that. But celebrity and the culture around that, you saw something new. Like I was thinking in anthropological terms, that's sort of like saints, but also like sort of public public villains and everything like that. But even without striving for that celebrity or fame or whatever. Even just doing it on the level of like you and your friends and your own family and just trying to oh sure trying to to breach that fucking positive positive mentality and shit into everything you do and all your family and all that shit then then at some point someone is gonna that has bumped into you or you know that has that mentality is gonna bump into one of those cunts and eventually a few of them are not gonna be cunts anymore and you know all these old politician motherfuckers are gonna die out and if we've spread enough love and shit and we don't get popped off like Lenin or fucking given some fucking magic cancer like Marley 
I disagree. I think we're doomed because of our in, in inherent corruption. Yeah. <laughs> it's inherent in our biology. We just make all this up to try and get to deal with that fact. Fuck, oh, man. That's all right. I'll put Care Bears on a USB stick and you'll come around. Ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I might need to dose you up first, though. No, but I, I don't actually believe what I just said and shit. If I'm anyone always... can get a good acid, send it to the uh, Cones and Doe email address. People like a bit of positivity, I We'll think. synthesize it on our 3D printer. Okay, that's cool. I can't wait till that shit's for real. Print me LSD now, <laughs> please. Fuck, I think it only speaks Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you want some dog. <laughs> um, um, I guess it's back to collecting mushrooms growing out of turds then. But what? I, okay, what I want to know though is this: this spiritual, universal positivity. How are we going to achieve that with you kind of preaching this kind of hate against minorities and women? Because it's jokes. It's obviously all love, baby, you know? I got no hate for, for people on that, on a deep down, you know, like on that real shit or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It is, it's the it's the love fucking religion. It's the stitches, love consciousness. Yeah. So it's like that Stitcher song, I got love for my haters. I might say some fucked up shit or whatever, but like in person, if I'm dealing with you, I'm going to try and be as good as I can. And every day... I think you and most of our friends are all trying to be better people and shit like there is some something to that you know like the discussions we have with some of our other friends about entertainment shit and stuff it's always it's always trying even though it can be critical and stuff it's always coming from a place of wanting something better you know and I think we surround ourselves with those kind of people because when you don't you surround yourselves with negative people and you can't help it it fucking it does rub off on you eventually mm. so no I'll agree with that I'll agree with that you know yeah I'm down with that so I'm like fuck it like if we can just really really preach that shit and like Bob Marley it may actually make a difference but at the end of the day yeah there probably is a bunch of people that make some money off some bullets and shit and make some money off this and that and there's vested interests that want to cripple smaller countries for financial reasons and blah 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 but you know, the more the more people off. that listen to the Cones and Doe show, and the exactly. more you know, the more people that fucking go out and do some music, smoke some fucking gunge, exactly. do some DMT, and Bob try Marley. and look into their own fucking soul. Bob Marley said, "One love," right? And fucking, I have to. I actually read the other day; it was his birthday yesterday, and he's just turned 120. So, good long life, Bob Marley, and I think he'd agree with you. It's hard to argue with one love. One love, because anyone can do drugs, but what that means you love terrorists. <laughs> like anyone can check do out drugs this, check out this pinko, pinko you, sh- you shouldn't do drugs unless you're willing to analyze your own psychology I might have mentioned it to you before in here because either way you're going to at some point whether it's meditation or rock bottom but you know I'd rather it be something that you can meditate on rather than fucking rock bottom and I think that's what we should all fucking go for and you know like punish the fucking crimes we've i've said that shit before as well it's like you know fuck it if they're on the ice fuck it if they're slinging all that kind of shit but as soon as you start dabbling in that world of violence and fucking with people on a personal level and you know (laughs) messing with other people's lives because of your habits that lead you to this violent state or whatever the fuck you're doing you know fuck you then but like i'm i don't want people getting fucked over for having you know, people are addicted to food and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Fuck. 
Oh man, I'm not saying I want to do heroin, but fuck. But yeah, people are so busy with fucking house prices and fucking looking up antidepressants for pets aren't expensive. They're expensive, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like to think that I like to think there's something in that karma. I think that's why I love history. I love a bit of history. And I, World War Two, despite being heaps big, ba- big, and bad and nasty and everything, I keep sort of coming back to because it was like it sort of makes you want to think okay there's at least there's a little bit of harmony everything like look at someone <laughs> like Hitler he tried the cuntiest thing ever and it just got mad cunt reversed right on him like what Germany, feels Germany, like Germany did and then it reached a certain weight and then came back and it is like a Greek tragedy or like anything else and uh, I don't know that's sort of that's sort of the condition of humans it's not that shit I was saying before and stuff I think <laughs> it is a tragedy but there is sort of tragedy doesn't necessarily mean sad you know it does feel like karma exists to a certain degree you know like and even if you just it's like the secret, like oh, you just think what you yeah, want. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty weird manifestation. There's such that, a, yeah. there's such a weird. It's so vague and all fucked up. But in some way, you can adapt. Instead of taking the vagaries out of that shit, you can apply it to the physical world, and then you can go like, so yeah. Instead of just having, like, oh, I'm gonna think positive, and if I just think like, oh, my life's gonna be better tomorrow, my life's gonna be better. That's not the way you should fucking be doing it. The real way that this karma shit can work in a physical sense is that you put fucking work in and you get results. Hmm. What? When have you ever worked on something really hard and not got better at it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like guitar... Even if, even if it fails ultimately. Music... Pro- yeah, better, you yeah. fucking grow from your failures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... <laughs> I it's hard of, to deal with life in those sort of in those terms. Isn't the secret just sort of like praying and shit? Then that's what like, right? that's what it comes across as. It's like this, this is fucking gay, life. vague shit, right? But if you take some shit like that and then you're like, oh, I'm going to apply this kind of thinking to all these other things, then I get to the physical realm and I'm like, oh well, karma kind of can just mean that you get what you put in and well, you get it back like, out. Oh shit, karma kind of just does really exist in this kind of physical sense. From a pragmatic sort of point, <laughs> a pragmatic point of view, this is why I, I can't help respect. You know how you're talking about being so vague and this other belief yeah. systems that build it up. Why, why Scientology? It's just like, hey, let's take this stuff and apply crazy fucking 1950s <laughs> psychology and occultism to it, and make people pay cash to learn more about it. And that's the mechanic of it. It is interesting how people hate it so much. It's because it's so obvious. It's because of the cash. It's straight up like other religions. Yeah, the cash. Yeah. Even if they ask you to tithe stuff, they're not like, ooh, like the Catholic Church, like the Virgin who? You can tell us more if you give us $5 <laughs> and shit. Like, yeah, it's the cash. That is sort of different. And huh? it's because it's so new. It's like people rag on the Mormons as well because their shit's pretty new. And it's like yeah. Scientology's even worse because it's even like you can smell the bullshit even fresher. Hmm. But when you read that text they published, their like ideology and dogma and everything is so like... And it's hilarious because it doesn't matter if you're Buddhist or you're fucking Islamist. You can be you're all preaching about the same fucking shit. Even if you're an atheist, you're all preaching about the same existence that no one can fucking escape until you die. <laughs> <laughs> and no right. one comes back from And when they, they kind of die and come back, they try and tell you, like, I saw a light or I saw a fucking crazy trip or oh, it's all okay or there's nothing. And uh-huh. yeah... It's all pretty it's, it's complicated, up, and yeah. no one can understand it when they're over there. Hmm. So, like, no one knows what the fuck's coming, and it's probably going to be pretty sweet. So David Bowie could be, like, a... He could be a fucking rainbow by now. I saw a UFO! <laughs> David Bowie! Like, he could be an angel. I'm just a rainbow in the sky. I'm a rainbow A rainbow Fuck. The rainbow in the sky. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty messed up if that happens and shit. Well, 
Well, I mean, that is old school god shit and stuff, because we have the technology now and there's all that ghost in the machine type shit and everything. Bowie as like this weird digital sort of space god and shit, probably. He's probably fucking Benjamin, well, how long Benjamin buttoning you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Going backwards in time. <laughs> 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 I want a divorce. I want to get married. Because it's going backwards. Because it's a divorce. Sorry, guys. Right. Um, I sound like the devil going backwards. Like dead block. Starman backwards. Right. Fuck, that's good, though. That means that Spaceman Tom gets clean off drugs. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. But, um... I was thinking that and I was just thinking to myself when I was saying it about this ghost in the machine like stuff and I'm like oh that's so far fetched but you showed <laughs> me that thing with Joe Rogan interviewing that fucking crazy transgendered scientist who's trying <laughs> to fucking preserve with the little animatronic uh, head that is her ex-partner or who's died or whatever and uh, wants to make them into a person and I'm like oh at some level that is sort of Will be you will be able to get a little app that is Bowie as like a swarm of bee stars in space telling you what to do. You're like Bowie, what should I do about this? And this Bowie swarm on your phone is telling you what to do, and it is basically <laughs> like. Well, you know, like when you're asleep, and when you're on a DMT trip, or anything that's kind of like fucking with your um <clears throat> your body's dimethyltryptamine to the point where you can't comprehend time anymore. Yep. I assume that that's what it's like when you're dead. So he could actually be already in the future now where it's all Bowie bots and all this kind of shit just going around like androids with souls and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Because once we transcend humanity, it's not like consciousness is gone. Yeah. It's still there. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're fucking robots and we've got souls. We don't know about the rest of this shit. (laughs) It's always just like relative from your perspective. So he might have just skipped the next 100 or 200 years because it just seems like, oh, what time is it in Bowie heaven? And then you just wake up again as a Bowie bot. Oh, that's crazy. I think I had that feeling when I was watching Transformers 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have had time to think about a lot of stuff if you were watching a or Transformers movie. <laughs> I don't know much. I might, be, I might be misquoting it. But Heidegger, the German philosopher, came to... And they were all like, you know, trying to fl- improve <clears throat> on previous philosophy and answer stuff that had been discredited by new materialist advances and stuff. And I think his ultimate thing was that being bored is the ultimate or being not being bored but having your mind switched off in that sort of time is the ultimate sort of expansive universe that is the nature of the universe nothingness which would have annoyed Plato but there might have been a bit of a a little bit of truth in that you can only you can only do nothing for so long though I guess (laughs) this fuck this shit fucked me up into like just going along these things of timelessness and all this crazy dreaming and stuff Hmm. the other day I I had a bunch of older, older cannabis oil that I'd made, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all this kind of heavier gear. And it was pretty pretty sweet, right? Uh-huh. Had it pretty late at night, so I didn't get the most out of it, and I slept on a bit of it. Yeah. <clears throat> I also had ZMA before I went to bed, the zinc magnesium sure. B6 or B7, can't remember. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was reading recently on the ZMA description on the Mr. Supplement website, that the B6 or B7, whichever one it is, can also lead to having vivid dreams, right? Uh-huh. So it's got the new mood shit. Sure. I didn't have that, but, you know. Yeah. So I had ZMA and cannabis oil, went to bed and was still fucking blazed yep. when I fell asleep, right? Sure. So and then um, you fall asleep and you're in this space and <clears throat> Joe Rogan's like, welcome to, to your dream. You're really can't, nice. can't quite remember what the first dream was about. I think it was probably um, vaguely sexual. I'm not too sure. 
<clears throat> cool. I think I woke up hard, and then I went back to sleep again. Like, oh, I'm pretty pretty blazed. Like, it's so weird waking up really blazed or whatever. You wake up and oh, everything's still fucked up. And then I fell asleep again, and I realised I was dreaming. I was looking at my hands, and I was like, am I dreaming? Yeah, I think I'm dreaming. So, like, fuck, I could just have some guns. And then these guns appeared overlaying my hands like holograms or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, yeah I just had these guns and then I started like like waking up again saw a little patch of light like as if I could see through my own eyelids and stuff and then it was like the ground was all made of rocks like at a rock pool on a, a point on a headland sure. kind of thing Got it. and it's like all these rocks and just this bright light coming from underneath the rocks, up and out of it kind of thing. Yeah. Almost like the gateway to hell is actually heaven. Yeah. It was fucking crazy, right? And I'm like, oh shit, that's hectic. Like, hell's actually heaven down there. It was all weird. Sure. Right? Woke up again, and I felt like I was paralyzed in the dream. I'd woken up, but I hadn't woken up, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm paralyzed on my, on my bed. And I'm like, oh, I just can't move and shit. And then I was so high that I didn't mind and I'm like oh that's kind of cool I'm just fucking blazed right just real quick question those rocks that you were on there were they the same rocks you rode your motorbike over in that crazy dream I uh, know that looked like that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Similar no. stuff, yeah. like smaller you, just like smaller rocks with just light coming through it sort right, of thing. Okay. it's just like the ground like oh there's some fucking heaven down under there yeah. <laughs> it was heaps trippy and then when I fell back asleep again because I was like so blazed I dreamt this super acid trip rainbow right of just insane fractal colors like a dmt trip but even more colorful like it's my imagination trying to recreate the essence of like this dmt thing but trying to make it even more fantastical and shit in my own mind it was really weird and (laughs) insane and when i realized that like this dream felt like the best everlasting MDMA serotonin rush I've ever had right it yeah. was just like uh, rolling so fucking sure. hard because I was so placed in asleep it was so fucked up <laughs> so I'm dreaming that I'm rolling so hard in this trip of rainbow land with all this fucking weird Dolphins shit everywhere flying, through you and shit, yeah. flying everywhere and um combined it was combined with the feeling of like a perpetual full body orgasm right mm. <laughs> full body orgasm just like oh, just rolling and oh, i just feel like i'm coming all over i'm just like so fucked right and when i when i felt the sublime elation of the realm of selfless consciousness right i became scared because i knew that this beautiful magical place was the realm of death and non-material existence right because mm-hmm. I've kind of felt that shit before on DMT trips like sure. trying to analyse it but I was dreaming it and then I started like oh my god it feels like I'm just constantly the whole body mind is coming and like oh I'm just rolling on like oh serotonin rush and it's just everlasting and when I just got that feeling like oh this is sort of like that DMT shit that's what it is that's what it's like when you die and when I thought oh that's what it's like when you die I woke from the best indescribable dream I've ever had like it was a nightmare because my body my body physically woke me from the dream to check that I wasn't really dead <laughs> because I kind of knew that's what death is like yeah. it was so fucking hectic like usually you feel like simulation oh, overload bang like you get shot and you're like oh I woke up or like oh like get stabbed in a bathtub and you don't wake up and all this cool shit but then like I'm tripping so hard coming like Oh, oh, like fucking rolling on serotonin and then start tripping out in my own awesome dream. Like, 
this feels so good that I know this is death. I better check that I'm not dead and then I'll wake up. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I ask though is that you said it was like maximum selfless love and I don't want to be his manager, yeah. but if it's you there with chemicals rolling through your body, isn't that sort of... No, that's, that's, that's the only self? way I can describe it. Okay, all right. It's right, like, okay. do you remember I had this placemat that used to sit around that just had all these smiley faces that were like rainbow colors and when you <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, do yeah. this, they like different shit happens. Yeah. It was sort of like a whole the whole plane is just made of this inter ever-changing kind of DMT trip shit but even more brightly rainbow colored combined with the fact that you're just elated in fucking perpetual orgasm and mind orgasm as well like just rolling on the best MDMA you've ever fucking had but it just doesn't stop fuck your body should become a dealer <laughs> and, then, and then I fucking wake up from the best dream you've ever had because I was kind of scared that I might actually be dead <laughs> It was so fucking crazy. <laughs> it was the best shit ever, but, like, it was so fucked up. Then I went and took a piss and ate some shit downstairs, and when I was walking around, I was like, oh, my God, I'm still so fucking high, like, not really balancing right and shit. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was great. I would recommend it, but I don't know if you're going to have as cool dreams as me. <laughs> oh. Hopefully well, okay, you do now. You go. Now I'll put it in your head. Hopefully. There you go, listeners. Go do that, everybody. <laughs> Like, no, okay, no, okay. So it is sort of... Okay, I was... Okay, I've changed my mind. I've changed my tune on this. I thought that there was a bit maybe when you're saying a selfless and a feeling... That's just what I couldn't get past. Is that you sitting there roiling with your own chemicals? Like, ah! Like, it's self-like. Yeah, but no, unconscious, no, yeah. Yeah, but let like, finish it. But then it's... The thing is, you're still... By telling our listeners for that, maybe they will get a little bit of positivity in their world. And you're putting that out there. And that was what's selfless about it, I think, is you there fucking gurning off your own zenness and shit. Fucking. It's put, it's put a bit more positivity in the world. And I'm not even... Like, you're not supposed to fit, lose my brain. Like, you're not supposed to figure out death while you're asleep. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. And I was so cracked the next morning, I wrote all this shit down in the note on my phone. That's why some of the wording was so fucking um, sure. snooty. Yeah. Like listen, listen to how I write in the morning before I've smoked a bunch of cans it's so dumb like this is how I ended it I was dumbfounded by the staggering profundity and vowed to remember it the next morning without writing it down the mind is our key to the universe <laughs> what a fucking asshole what a fucking asshole that's fucking sick no I actually like it in this fucking, in this fucking certitude and shit I like it really you put a bit of fucking that shit behind it you can get away with saying anything like just it came right to my mind is Stephen Fry on TV like the mind is the key to our universe like, oh, yeah. I suppose it is though right because that's how we interpret events mind is our key to the universe and uh, my bong is called Kurt Cobain Man, I used to have one called. Oh, I guess I'll tell it quickly, is because it's quite sad. We just bought him, and it was called. It was called Secretary of Smoke Colon, colon Punch. What can I say? It was the Bush years, and uh, I tried to go with it in a bag to Greenwood Plaza in North Sydney on like one of their big nights, and like the bouncer kind of checked it. And we're like eighteen or whatever. So I'm checking your bag. You bring something in? I'm like no. And he's like, "What's this fucking bong? You trying to bring a bong in here? Don't let it in here." And I'm like, "What am I meant to do? Have my bag?" Right. So I was like, "Okay, right." He didn't kick us out personally, but he's like, "You can't bring it in, right?" So I went and hid it in fucking an old hoodie I had underneath like not even a tree but like a little potted landscape part of like sort of the stairs leading up to it and uh yeah i went in at green greenwood probably heard that fat man scoop song a few times and shit and uh, when i came out someone had stolen (laughs) 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 fuck uh that's fucked 
I hope whoever that, however, talking got some good use out of it. Uh, they're probably so, lucky you didn't bring it in because if I was there, I would have tried to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like cone cloth? <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, I had a, a little touch of a story. Seeing, seeing, I've talked about acid today again. <laughs> sure. Um, when we, I was, it was a weird thought I had. You're in a psychonaut sort of mood. Yeah. Now. We had um, a mate's 18th, I think, down in North Sydney, and a friend of mine was like oh yeah just <coughs> do you want acid oh yeah no nah, take two take two they're not that good and I think he was kind of like just saying they weren't that good yeah. and just like just just they're not that good they're not like, that like, oh, like wasted at this party tried to rap a bunch of stuff and I was probably only like a year a year and a half into my rapping career and thought in my head like it was all good like I don't need to practice and all this shit and I can just do all this shit and had this fucking epic fail at their party on the mic, which was fun in, in itself because I was tripping balls. Mm. And then afterwards, we all went back up to school mm. and we're like just chilling at school. And it, only me and the guy that gave it to me were um, on acid. Everyone else was just drinking and probably on um, stimulant drugs and shit. Sure. Right? And it was the first time I noticed that when when I was on acid anyway, I think I would have heard this before from someone else, but I can't be sure but I definitely discussed it with the guy in the night, that when when you're wired, like, on acid and shit, and your your pupils dilate pretty fucking massively, right? Yeah. Um, you look at each other, and I was looking at my friend, and you sort of look all cartoony and everything, and, like, oh, you look quite vibrant and alive. Mm-hmm. And then all, all of my other friends that hadn't been doing... that yeah. hadn't done acid for the night and were yeah. just drinking or doing other shit when I would look in their faces they looked all pale and because their eye like physical pupils I'm guessing weren't as big as like acid people tripping sure they looked you're like you look fucked yeah they looked dead yeah like they actually looked dead it was like they had no souls and only me and this guy looked like cartoon characters it was fucking crazy and I was like oh my god like these people are all dead and shit and then um that was making me think like you know like you brought it up last week oh these hipsters and shit like this party dead man and all that shit that's probably where it really fucking comes from (laughs) is the original hipsters the fucking hippies the ones that were actually tripping their nuts off were taking this shit and then when they're trying to relate with these people that aren't tripping they're looking at them and they're like all these people look like they're fucking dead man like this party's dead like it's dead because they're not an acid (laughs) (laughs) Or Moses taking bones, like bomb hits from the acacia tree, or <laughs> but yeah, I can tell what you mean. It's like cause so maybe that's where that terminology comes from, is because it's like when not enough people are tripping on your level at the yeah. party, everyone actually actually looks dead. If you were Jesus, <laughs> if you were Jesus or Bono, that's the sort of view you'd have about the normal person, I think, as well. So, uh, and the last one I'll leave you with was uh, a. A similar group of those guys we got on a bunch of mushrooms right and someone knew what they were doing because they got a whole bunch of them were like to all of us that wanted to do it they're like nah you have to have a court and when you have like psilocybin mushrooms if you have seven grams you're having like a hero dose right, right. so we all had like this heroic dose of fucking mushrooms and 
got freezing in the middle of summer and all sat in this dude's car in our school with the temperature on while other people were walking around outside with just t-shirts and shit and we're all like shivering on mushrooms and then we were sitting in the car and and then we left to go to like Coles to get smokes or do some shit right and when we got to the supermarket I was tripping so hard I was like no I'm not coming in I'm not coming in just thinking they're going to do bad shit in there or something imagine how cold it would be that air conditioning as well too I was lying lying yeah that's probably what it was I'm like no way I'm not getting out of this fucking car it's going to be so cold and cold I walked in the other day I'm freezing yeah go on and I'm lying on my back just wasted and I'm looking up through the back window just straight up and there's this massive tree outside And I'm looking in the tree for a while. I'm like, what the fuck is that dude doing in the tree? I'm just looking at it. And then I look a bit harder. And I'm like... (gasps) And my face is in the fucking canopy of the tree, looking back down into the car at me. Like, I'm looking up at the tree, but my face is the tree. It's your reflection. It's your reflection. That's what I thought. And I looked real hard at the fucking, the window and tried to get all these angles to see if if I could get my face to reflect on the window so that it was overlaying and it wouldn't work at all. (laughs) And it was just like this, this moment where I was driven, like, just looking up through the window. It was just like, oh, and it was like, that bit in Empire Strikes Back when he fucking chops off Darth Vader's head and the head explodes and inside the mask is actually Luke's face as well like oh yeah yeah it was fucking it was like that shit it was so fucked (laughs) up I'm just like looking up into this tree like is that a dude is that a dude what the fuck is that oh my god I'm looking at myself it was was fucking hectic and then fully trying to scientifically figure out like no no it must be the reflection and then not not being able to do it and then lying back down and not being able to see it anymore yeah uh-uh. but yeah yeah so don't do drugs kid unless they're good <laughs> or just open the sunroof fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah unless unless you have the maturity for it I don't know I don't really know how you can judge that you can ever judge any of it yeah yeah I don't know some people yeah. wig out some people don't I, I mean I try not to judge anyone I hope I you don't try and fly when you take yeah. it but try and take off from the ground as um What's that guy say? Bill Hicks says. <laughs> take off from the ground. Why don't they ever try to take off from the ground? <laughs> like, we're not losing anyone special here. <laughs> 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 it's a good fucking point. It is a good point. It's like that thing, it's like that thing about why it's always kind of drunk rednecks saying UFOs or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you'd think we'd see a few more of those around with a fucking Well, that fucking dream I had the other night where I couldn't move in my own bed, most people would wig out and then assume someone was kneeling on their chest or have that classic alien standing over your dream or whatever. But I was just so blazed and accepting of the fact that I was paralysed in my own bed that it was just like, (laughs) and just morphed into another dream again. I was too high for the aliens to abduct me. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anal probing, this guy's not going to be any fun. It's going to go straight in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This you want to be rough? <laughs> this guy smells like a puppet. Let's put <laughs> um, but you know what? You know, though, those aliens are into some freaky shit, I guess. Um, so, what's the moral lesson of this show? This is going to be a bit tricky. I like to sum up a moral lesson, but we have been talking about it a lit- bit, so I'll just be really quick. Um, I think it's about positivity again. So, tell your friends to listen to Cones and Doe Show. Uh, spread love yeah spread love don't hate on cannabis use 
maybe dabble in some psychedelics if you have a your annual leave coming up and you've yep. got a good two two to four weeks. <laughs> don't play piss that shit out of your system before you're drug test. Don't hate the player, hate the gaze. I think I'm. I think that's a puff that. daddy line. <laughs> that's a bad boy joint. I think. <laughs> oh, I can imagine him mumbling that actually. <laughs> While he's rubbing up on some dude. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I'm Puffy. Um, yeah, so apart from Puffy's... Uh, I'm so Puffy life, right now. Yeah, apart from <laughs> Puff Daddy's sex life, I think it's positivity. Why are we, we're always falling back into negativity. I wish all the best for Puff Daddy, EP Diddy. Yeah. Um, he's allowed to have a semi-puff anytime. His kids. And so, yeah, tell your friends to listen to Cones and Doe Show. It's been another great little chat. Uh, covered some wide-ranging issues. I think we'll all go away with a little something-something. Fuck yeah, yeah. No one's no one's uh, gonna take all this shit seriously. Fuck. If they did, whew, whew. keep listening. Like you know, we need the hits, but damn, son. Yeah, I don't think they'll take us seriously. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Yep. You got any music this week? Don't drink the Kool Aid. Drink your piss. <laughs> um, oh, funny story about that, but I'll save it for all right. next time. All right, cool. <laughs> Right. We covered a bit of piss drinking already, yeah, today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't drink your piss unless you're on shrooms or potentially cannabis oil. But so I'll come back to you on the cannabis oil because so I, much piss drinking stories we have to fucking pat it. Yeah, out. don't know about that fucking cannabis shit. We're gonna have to come back to you after we test it out. But psilocybin, I've seen that documented. So, well, how about a quick little Eiffel Tower high five and maybe a, maybe a, a Dutch mouth piss? Yeah, that would be nice. <sighs> that would be very nice. But before we do that, gotta do our music. We gotta. You haven't got anything fresh this week, do you? No. Fuck yeah! Should I think our cones is gonna get some new tracks for us pretty soon. Pretty as soon, well. you're putting Let's the pressure on me. Pumping, I gotta pumping pump it them out. The Hit Factory. That's what they call me. Well, not yet, but you know. I liked that um, the metal intro the other week. It was fucking hardcore. We got some good feedback on that one. Cool. That's always good to hear. Well, but here's a track from Snake Eyes. It's one of my old ones called Afterlife. Well, as I say, I think I wrote it early 2000s. This is an 09 mix. Yeah. Well, like Midas, everything we touch turns to gold. Alright, see you guys. See you, Doc. Solid. I told you before, you can't afford it Roll with the goddess, I promise you fucking bitches I'm keeping you honest, and when you see me stashing riches I'm fucking the Donnas, cause the chicks dig the cash Like I'm digging that ass, when the snake's in the grass I'm hissing, new mission, pushing me forward Reap the reward, fall on your sofa forward You feel the real pain, you steal brains Preempting everything I do, cause I done it I know the race down to my shoes, cause I run it Some fools act cool but need rap school, that's cool Take two 
capsule C Actual, infactual, unbelievable, impractical, inconceivable It's unachievable to the blind eye Open your mind, give in the time Experience the feeling of a fly-by mentally Somebody tell me, will the devil stop tempting me? Or is God repenting me? Protecting myself from the evils of this dimension Stopping before I reach the bounds of dimension I'm ageless, but patience makes me faceless Collecting wisdom till the day my spirit traces The steps of afterlife Walk on my mind, believing inside And in a light to my journey So, welcome back, motherfucker That's right, and to my journey So, Take you in turns and twist your shit At one time it's indivisible Now you're miserable The clock keeps ticking The days keep skipping Play your mind right And survive your nights Big click flashlight Shining off the hash pipe Keep your nights dashed tight When you're flying My brother You'll always be close to the dice And next to the dice Be the blood pumping device Cause if you roll double once I'm taking your eyes Yeah, if you roll double once I'm taking your mic And if I roll the prime Look after your life Snake will fucking strike I told them, bitches And when you heard it You were swollen with stitches Unanimous decision To bleed and drive for riches Life's a journey I'm living what you heard See, to you it's risen But I see the clear reality Of the consciousness Of a single life Before you cut yourself You should ditch the knife I smell the light And yeah, right Correct your life I see the sights The bright lights Ejected night Before you flatline Chewing prime time Sweating cops Dodging cars Legging crime time Next level issues Got families and tissues You better take refuge Cause I'm never gonna miss you Every time you twist the issue You think you're special Wanna mic wrestle? The cops will take your stencil Pencil pack and party boy Rhyming so gnarly Focus your vision Jump kick face karate Start a motor with the Tyron I ain't trippin', I got a shift It's a legger from the sirens You ain't lying, a kid You got the time to live flying With the sticks and mushies and virus Fly like a pilot If you lose it, you'll end up living like a pirate Stay true to yourself and apply your own enlightenment I'm ageless But patience makes me faceless Collecting wisdom till the day must be retraced In the steps of afterlife I'm ageless I'm a diamond in the rough and the killer fine I'll make you stay short, yeah sport Your face caught in the afterlife With the spray force, with the space talk Like Robotech in your face talk Lace fork on my back porch With the guns, look chalk I could be bought but I'll never be sold But you'd be taught I'll never grow old Piece of my puzzle, trying hard to regain my wholeness Living through the struggle, respect the humble Correct your fumble, my blows are coming double Remember the stakes my sedative, suppressing the animal I'd rather fucking chill out than hold it like the admiral Than ask for clarity, step up and test the patience I'm growing older, but my spirit's fucking ageless Fucking back, motherfucker, that's right